some of our favorite picks to share with you as we count down to Christmas. We hope you get a chance to taste some of these great bourbon brands this holiday season with friends and family. Until then, bourbon on. So settle in. We're going back to 1855. Oh boy. We're going to be here for a while. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be back in a minute. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure how You might be able to pick it up. So... No, I mean, I'm not going to go go in depth, but I thought the history of this, this place was actually pretty interesting. And much like some of the others that we've talked about, um, I think the origination and how it's evolved uh, through Prohibition and and to today has been is pretty interesting. Um, so Wild Turkey actually kind of started, it, it, start, it didn't truly start in 1855, but... Um, We're talking start- about Russell's. Yes. You said Wild Turkey. I did because that's who makes Russell's oh, Reserve. Well, there you go. Oh, okay, that's a dot that wasn't connected. Connection made. Okay, connecting the dots. I know I was confused too because when I was researching this one, Wild Turkey kept coming up, and I'm like, I've got to be looking at the wrong thing. Yeah. So, so Wild Turkey actually is a distillery that makes Russell's Reserve, and the name Russell's comes from a father son duo who actually still today works at the distillery. Um, cool. So. From 1850-something? Well, they're not from 1855. Okay. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I guess the stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's a good story. I'll have more. It's a good story. But no, back in 1855, there was a gentleman by the name of Austin Nichols, and he actually started a wine, spirits bo- wine and spirits store, and he eventually would become the owner of Wild Turkey. So... Um, in 1869, uh, the Ripey brothers, I think that's how you call it, or maybe it's Rippy. I'm not sure. It could be one or the other. So we'll just, I'm sure they're both dead, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Ripey brothers, they actually opened a distillery um, that was actually on the Wild Turkey Hill in Lawrenceville. I think it's Lawrenceville, or maybe just Lawrence, Kentucky. So it actually did start on Wild Turkey Hill. Oh, all right. Um, but the name actually didn't necessarily come from that. The name actually was, um, as the company evolved or the distillery evolved, um, one of the executives, a couple of the executives were actually on a hunting trip and they were hunting wild turkey and that's where the name actually came from. So okay, um, whether they piece those together or not, I'm not really sure. Um, Jim Russell, so getting to the Russell's part, actually joined the company in 1954. Um and in 1976, actually, the company introduced the first ever bourbon liqueur to the bourbon really? industry. Yeah. So there was a couple kind of interesting points along the whole timeline. So you can see we got to 1976 pretty fast. Um, in 1981, his son, Eddie, actually joined the company. <clears throat> and um, they were actually one of the first um, to produce. Hang on a second. I don't think I've ever heard of bourbon liqueur. We've had the bourbon cream, mm-hmm. yeah, and all the other bourbon derivatives, but I don't yeah. think I've seen or heard of our liqueur. They actually created a product too later. Uh, I think it was around the late '90s, where <clears throat> it was a combination of bourbon and honey. 
Um, okay. And it was like a honey liqueur, but it actually uh, combined those two things together. So in the, ni- in the 1991, 95, up to late 1999, they introduced a lot of firsts into the bourbon industry. So mm-hmm. not just bourbon itself, but like the liqueurs and, mm-hmm. and these honey types of things. So um, in- Something had to take the place of Zima. I guess, right. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so um, in 2000, though, Jimmy was actually inducted into the Master uh, Distillery or Master Distillery Hall of Fame. So he's actually a master distiller. Cool. Um, and his son's his son fell suit uh, to that actually later in 2015, where he was given the title of Master Distiller uh, within Wild Turkey. So at that time, they were the only father-son duo in the world. Uh, that were both master distillers. So awesome. I just thought the story was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So Very much <clears throat> there's a lot more to it, but that's all we're going to talk about. I bet the Christmas parties were amazing. I bet they're fantastic. <laughs> so um, the bottle is actually, um, it's bottled at 90 proof, which you can see on the bottle. Um, it's, a, it's a small batch, uh, and it has a hint of caramel and vanilla in it. So when you actually taste it, it reminds me a little bit of the TX. Mm-hmm. Um, it not is as, not as sweet as the it's TX, not I as think. sweet. Um, yeah. I think the TX is a little smoother, but the finish on this is actually pretty smooth. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think I felt a little bit more of an initial bite when on this one than the TX, but mm-hmm. I still thought there was a really good flavor there. Um, the interesting thing about this that was called out, and I don't know if this is the same in, in a lot of others, but. They actually do not use, um, they use all non-GMO produced grains. So they refuse to put any genetically made grains into their products. So that's something that they actually really call out um, around their product in that they still actually hold the original strain of the yeast um, at their distillery in Kentucky. And they continue to use that in the production of of the bourbon. Wow. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. Pretty typical white oak, white oak American. They do do a number four char on their barrels, which is called the alligator char. Um, and that has to do with <clears throat> where the name comes from is actually what the staves actually look like inside the barrel. So they kind of have a glossy, rough texture to them like alligator skin. So number four mm-hmm. char actually is often referred to as alligator char. So, nice. yeah. Um, That's what, all I got. What's the, um, do we know what the mix is? Corn to rye? I don't know what the mix is. I tried to find it, okay. and um, that was not revealed on the site. I didn't see it with any of the bourbons that Wild Turkey actually produces. So no, okay. no recipe so. card out there? No recipe card. Mm. No. Well, let's, so. let's give it a shot. Okay. Yeah. Cool. How are you taking yours? On the rocks. Rocks. Yeah, y'all's balls are making lots of noise. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's a neat guy. I am a neat guy. And quiet, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is really good. It is, like it is, it is good. good, yeah. I really like it. So, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because the second taste I've had yep. actually is a little smoother than the first, but I think that's pretty pretty common. Yep. It's got, it a, long, it's got a long finish, too. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It kind And they talk a little bit about that on their site, how the taste actually sits with you. Yeah. It does. It's nice. Um, so. Yeah, it doesn't have that high evap, you know. Uh, feel to it where mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. all right now it's gone no I wonder so what the, uh, you talked about the extra char the number four char the alligator char mm-hmm. the Clyde May had it um, talks about an extra char so mm-hmm. I'm assuming four is a higher number and it's it was 
fairly smooth like this. So yeah. I wonder I wonder what that contributes to the flavor. The smoothness? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think um, something I read in here, there's a little bit of a smoky flavor to it um, that they, they hint to. Now, whether that has to do with the, the alligator char, yeah. um, that I don't know. But um, that'd be interesting to look further into. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I like it. Nice pick, Kurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's got a good story, too. You got yeah. this yeah. father-son team. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Follow, pretty cool. Following in. Um, so it sounds like son followed father. Son followed father. Okay. Yeah, he came in. The son came into the company in 1981. Oh, okay. So much later. Yeah. yeah okay. Much later. 30 so, something years later. Yeah, exactly. Almost 30. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. And to, to have that that bond. Yeah, you know, it would be an interesting thing to uh, to see if if that still exists. Like, you know, as we start to talk to other distillers, I'd be curious to see how many uh, it, it, how many are generational you know, mm-hmm. legacy legacy, yeah. and, and I want to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know that this is something that um, is the family identity, and um, you know, and, and is there a plan to keep that going? Are there yeah. other additional Russells that are you know in the wings earning yep. their uh, their, their titles. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, interesting, too, with something like this that's truly turned into a craft, right? right. Where you see, you know, sons following fathers and daughters mm-hmm. um, following as well and kind of taking something that a family stands for and, right. and you know, taking it to the next level. It's pretty right. cool. Yep. But it stands out, too. If you think of, of how few, um, at least in, in my mind, how few people I know still have a generational connection uh, to a vocation or a passion like this where you know uh, two or three generations ago it was just it was mm-hmm. probably more accepted but now as we come into mm-hmm. kind of going off and and you know doing your own thing, own thing and, yeah. and mm-hmm. your own identity and yeah. and all the the um the either the opportunities or the expectations that you just go and find your own thing right yep, yep. Yeah, for generations it was. You're an apprentice or a gopher or right. learning the same trade just by being around and helping out. But you're right, yep. that is not no longer right. the case. Yep. All right. I like it. That's a good call. Yeah. Good pick. From all of us bourbon boys, we want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Urban on.